Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Thank you guys for tuning in. Friday night. You guys already know how I do, man. If it's Friday night, it's right. Rico, let's go, man. But you guys can be anywhere else on a Friday night, but you guys are here with me, so I appreciate you always. So uh, let's get right into it, man. It's Friday, boy. And uh, listen, bills are in the in the news, not for bad things, but more for reasons uh, that might annoy some people. The bills are trying to trade and get some players to make them better, and there's nothing wrong with that. Problem for folks are we're going after a running and we tried to do it the first time with Christian McCaffrey and too rich for our blood. It was too rich for our blood. That's what it came, that's what it came down to. So at this point, we're trying to figure something out at the running back room because it's clear and evident. Now, I thought I spoke at length you know, of the running back room last week when we were trying to acquire, inquire and acquire about Christian McCaffrey. And it turns out that he went to San Francisco. Now, I did my show on Thursday. He was shipped by Friday, right? So that was null and void. But here the Bills are back in the news. And we're now trying. We're linked. We'll just put it that way. The Bills are linked to the running back position. And that's what's standing out. And right now, the hot names that are out there. We've talked about the the names that will be in the free agency market next year. But sometimes you don't want to get into a bidding war with folks on these certain players because obviously, like the housing market, you bid on a house and everybody wants it and there's very limited about of houses. The, the price is going to go up and you don't want to get into bidding war. You just don't. So some of the names that are, beyond the, that are going to be on that list, on the free agency list, potentially, are these individuals here. But right now, currently, Kareem Hunt seems to be a, a name that is being uh, is, is put out there and potentially linked to, linked to the Bills. Um, the real question is, and I mean, Cam Akers out there has been linked. Um, I'm hearing or reading just like you guys that, you know, Cam Akers, you know what I mean, could be dealt and he hasn't played a down for the Rams in quite some time. And there's really no rhyme or reason as to why he's not playing. They just feel like he's fell out of favor and they prefer Henderson and uh, the slew of backs that they have over there in L.A. So what's the deal? What is the deal with these, these, these running backs, right? And, and it's, it's a twofold question because what's the deal with these running backs that we so, so we're, we're looking to covet? We're trying to get them over there. And what's the deal with the running backs on our team? Are we not happy with them? Are we, do we feel that we just we're lacking something? 
what is the something that the Bills are lacking that they're looking into getting from the likes of Christian McCaffrey? It's not like Christian McCaffrey is sitting here at 6'3", you know, saying 225, a big bruiser back. Not at all. Well, Christian's like, what is like, just, just shy of six feet, 5'11", just shy of 200 pounds or 205 pounds. So he's not, he's not like a big boy, but he's an overall back, can run inside, run outside, catch the football, do all those things the number one back can do. Cool. But he's gone now. So the Bills are still out there searching for that back. Uh, and I don't and I don't get it. And this has nothing to do with the back. Right now, I'm not going to speak on the backs that we have on the squad because you guys, we talk about that at length. But let's talk about the running backs that we are linked to. Now, Cam Akers being one of them. Cam Akers, rookie Cam Akers. Okay, you would have my, you'd have my excitement. But Cam Akers after the ruptures Achilles is not the same Cam Akers. It really isn't the same Cam Akers. He's not as explosive. Uh, he's not as as get up and go. Um, and if you give up draft picks for a Cam Akers, you're essentially getting, you're just adding another running back into the mix. And that's not what we want. We don't want to add another running back into the mix because that just tells me it's just whatever. I don't think Cam Akers is going to move the needle, if you will. In my opinion, I don't believe uh, Cam Akers right now is going to move the needle on him coming to Buffalo. You might as well just stick with what we got if Cam Akers is what they're trying to get. For me, it's just not there. His explosive ability is not there anymore. His cut and go is not there anymore. You just watch the Rams. Watch the Rams. When I mean, let me give you a little something. I took some uh, some 2020, um, 20, like this year, this year's uh, clips. From uh, Cam Akers, I gotta. I don't know which one I'm. I'm playing you guys. Just let me see here. There you go. There's there's your Cam Akers. Not bad, not bad, but like, what exactly? What exactly is he giving us here? That you know what I mean? James Cook won't shouldn't be able to give us. This is James Cook, but for some reason, they ain't ready to have James Cook on the field now. This. This boy is more of a bruiser than James Cook. James Cook does not give you any, any type of threat that he's going to run your ass over. He's a finesse running back. He's a finesse running back. He's not going to you know, be grind between the tackles. He's not that type of back. But Cam Akers, you might as well just stick with Devin Singletary. Might as well just stick with Zach Moss and just call it a day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the way I'm looking at this. Now, looking at Cam Akers as a fit for this Bills team, he can catch out of the backfield. He can be a third a every down back. He's he's decent at at pass protection. Nothing 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 to write home about. He can get the job done. But is he that same player that we once knew that came from Florida State? I believe it's Florida State. No. And that rupture that rupture Achilles definitely set him back. Now, did he come back too soon? I mean, dude was, I think he got, he was off for five months, five to six months, less than six months. That in itself is amazing for anybody to come back from that injury, let alone a professional athlete that is cutting and going and stopping and sprinting to come back in less than five months. My goodness, that's incredible, but just has not been the same. So to add that, to give up draft capital, to bring in Cam Akers to the team, I don't see, I don't see, uh, it doesn't move the needle for me. Now, 
it very well may be done. He's got some good things about him, but I think his best days are behind him. That's just me. But if we add him, there's a re- if we add him to the roster, there's a reason we add him to the roster. There would be obviously a reason that we add him to the roster. Now, that's Cam Akers. Now, the one that is picking up steam for Bills fans, Bills Twitter, Bills Facebook, Bills Instagram, all social media, is Kareem Hunt. Now, Kareem Hunt, now that is a prospect that I'd be interested in. That is your every down back. He is a backup running back that can be a number one running back in this game on any team in this league. You could put him on any team in this team. He, he'd be a comfortable, a very good RB1. 27 years of age. He's averaging, what, this year, four yards a carry. Nothing crazy because Devin Singletary is averaging 4.5 yards a carry, right? But Mr. Kareem Hunt gives you, gives you the, he gives you something Devin Singletary doesn't give you. And I could talk about it, but I can, I can just give you a, 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 just a, a, a minute clip as to what he brings to the table. Like little athleticism like this. Devin Singletary, although very athletic, very elusive, there's certain things that just Devin, Devin doesn't, doesn't do, right? Um, and just, just little things like this, cut up and go, Devin can do this. Don't get me wrong. He's elusive. We all know that. But there's, there's something a little different about this type of back right here, right? That type of stuff. Now, this is not to poo-poo on Devin, man. But there's, there's just a little something different with Kareem Hunt. There's just a little something different with Kareem Hunt. So if we bring the likes of Kareem Hunt to the Bills, I can understand why. I can understand why. You don't have to remove him off the field. You can keep him on the field. From, from first down to third down, because he can catch out of the backfield very well. He can run between the tackles, and he's got some get-up to him. He's got some get-up, and he's only 27 years of age. So the Browns have had this guy on the somewhat of a trading block for like at least a year and a half now, almost two years. He wanted to get out of there. He wanted to get out of there, but like, nah, man, we're going to hold on to you. We're going to hold on to you. And that they did. And now they it could pay dividends. Because right now the, the price is somewhat somewhat high for the likes of Kareem Hunt. I've seen as high as third round to get a Kareem Hunt. I've seen fourth and fifth. So who knows what the market is for Kareem Hunt, but here's the deal. He is tied to the Bills. So the type of offense that we run and the type of run plays you see, we're, we're primarily we're primarily in, in shotgun, right? So it to me, that that's... That's already in. That's already a nice fit for our Kareem Hunt. But like you see, what the Browns are doing, they're under center. You see, Brissett. Brissett is under center, and if if we have a back like that, we can we can really mess the game up. We don't necessarily have to stay in shotgun because that's primarily going to be your you're looking to pass, right? It gives it gives got quarterbacks that have uh, that need to see things right off the bat. Right, it gives them uh, an extra advantage. But when your back is to back is to the the defense, when you got to you know play action or whatever, that's when it's a challenge for these quarterbacks. But not for our quarterback. But here's the benefit: you have a if we were go into you know say twelve personnel, that yo that's gonna f up the defense, man. Because now it's like play action. 
I don't know if, if, if we become a bruising type of, like, we change it up a little bit, we become a, a bruising type of offense. Now you really got these guys guessing. But, like, most people would say, but why change anything? Why change anything? We're already lighting up the league in points. We're second ranked in points, and we got the number one defense. Why, why, why change philosophy? Because it's not about changing philosophy per se, but it's now about the temperature. The temperatures are dropping. Temperatures are dropping now. Teams are, 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 are they have a little more film on you, so they're gonna try to take things away. And if you want to take something away from the Bills, is to you got to keep everything in front of you. A, a very good passing team, you keep everything in front of you. Take away the big play. Take away the big play. How do you think Pittsburgh was able to take down Tampa? Keep everything in front of you. Don't let Mike Evans get behind you like that. Don't let get, don't let Scotty get behind you like that. You want to keep things in front of you. And that's that's the one thing that you can do, not to stop the Bills, but to slow the Bills down. Look, the Kansas City Chiefs are not a top five ranked defense they're not they're not a top five ranked defense but guess what they kept the bills to 24 points why because they kept they kept us in front of us they we didn't really they, they didn't really give us huge plays so like that's how you got to play the bills so like if people are if they're taking away the big play they're taking away stefan diggs they're doubling on stefan diggs yes i know we have gabe davis yes i know we have dawson knox but fam we got it we got it now and I want to say, try to get the run game going because we know it's not like we have a problem getting it, but sometimes committing to it. Let's commit to it because we're inconsistent on whether we're a run running team or not. And I know we're not a running team, but we're inconsistent. You'll see Devin Singletary with, with 15 carries one game, and then he'll have six the next. It's like, where, where's the consistency, right? There, there is, there's no balance in that. You know we're going to be passing the rock. So Kareem Hunt would allow us to, to do a little bit more 12 personnel, right? Back quarterback back to back to the defense, hand off to create hand off to my man Kareem Hunt, running behind the likes of Reggie Gilliam that's having a very good year. I would I would welcome that all day, every day. We know what Josh Allen can do. Josh Allen will whip that rock around to anywhere at will. But we can't run at will. That's the thing. And and I guess that's the selfishness in me. And I've said this before. I want to be able to do all at will. Run at will, pass at will, where we're just unstoppable. It'll be it'd be, it'd be it'd be cool. But that's a tall task. But having Kareem Hunt added to this team, yo, I'm I'm all in on that. I'll I will take that. Now that puts us at four running, listen, six running backs altogether. Right? You got Taiwan Jones. You got Reggie Gilliam. You've got um, who am I missing? You got the, obviously the three that we have right now, and then you had you'd have Kareem Hunt. That's a lot of backs, so somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go, right? So very, very. I find that extremely interesting on on the Bills' pursuit for running back. But here's the thing, though: why are we pursuing a running back so hard? This is what I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand it. Like you went and drafted a running back in the second, second round, right? I think it was a third running back taken after the two big dogs. And you go ahead and, and grab James Cook in the second. Why are we such in pursuit of the Christian McCaffrey's, 
the potential Cam Akers, the potential Kareem Hunt. Like, why? Just this, just I mean, it just it's it doesn't it doesn't compute for me. So what is it? Are they not content with what we have in the backfield? Or do they feel that we are we're we're lacking something for when it comes down to the the tough yards that we need? Because right now our our short yardage back is Josh Allen. That's our short yardage back. We all know that. Short yardage is not Zach Moss. It should be, but it's not. Short yardage certainly is not James Cook. And that's not Devin Singletary. We've given Devin Singletary opportunities to get those 31 ones, and he's had he's had success. But all the success, it rides with number 17. That's your guy. But how much beating you're going to let this man take as the season wears down? Fourth and two, third and one. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to give it to the backs, the guys that you pay money to. And right now, I don't feel that these bills are super thrilled with what they got in the backfield. And that should be, I mean, you always look to improve your team. You can't, you can't hate on that. That's what a GM should do. Look at, look at Philly. Philly had no need for another pass rusher, but they went ahead and, and, had, and got Robert Quinn. They said, yo, bring your ass over here. You got grown men on another team that just lost his, his BFF crying on Mike. Because how, how, how crazy this business can be. The Eagles want to load up. The Eagles are also in on Kareem Hunt. They're trying to get Kareem Hunt. They, got, they already have Miles Sanders. They already have Kenneth Gainwell. They don't give a damn. They want it all. They're trying to go all in for this. So guess what? Bills are like, we're, we're, we're there. So then now I'm sitting to myself, and we all know this as Bills fans. And by the way, shout out to the chat right now. We got 235 people watching from all, all platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter. Salute to y'all. This team, if I were to ask you guys right now, right now, where is our biggest weakness on this team? And we may not have weaknesses, but for the sake of looking at our team, where is the biggest weakness on our team? Is it the quarterback? No. Is it the receiving room? No. Maybe it's the receiver too. No, because y'all love Gabe Davis. Is it receiver three, the slot position? Y'all love Shakir and y'all love McKenzie. And y'all are starting to really move up on Shakir. Cool. Is it the defensive front? Heck no. It's one of the best in the game. Nah, it has to be linebacker. Nope, not there either. You got Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano playing, playing lights out. Well, it must be the cornerback spot because you guys have a bunch of young guys there. Is it though? We've been rolling with rookies since day one, and we're still the number one defense in the game. And we're getting back Tredavious White. Not this week, but potentially the next. Oh, it has to be safety. We lost Micah Hyde. DeMar Hamlin's been filling in just fine, and Jordan Poirier's doing his damn thing. So where is the weakness? Running back. It's not just me saying it. It's not just you saying it. The team is saying it. How? Because they're inquiring about getting another running back for another team. So if I'm Devin Singletary, I'm freaking James Cook that I just got drafted. Mr. Monotone James Cook can't have no expression on his face. Looking like Stephon Gilmore from when he got drafted. Like this. Look at, could you imagine if I did a, a podcast just like this? <laughs> no expression. None whatsoever. Not even blink. Don't blink. My pot, man, that'd be something. 
the weakest position on our on our squad right now. And I, I hate to say weakest, but where we can improve or where we'd like to see more out of is the running back room. Now, I have my opinions on other positions. You guys have heard me say it before. But like clearly, they want something done in the running back room, and they're clearly not thrilled. Or it's simply about setting themselves up for next year. And this is another angle to take. It may not have anything to do with the skill set. It really doesn't. It may not have anything to do with the skill set because we're a passing team. We're a passing team. I don't give a damn who the quarter, the running back is, but I can tell you right now, I'm not really messing with Zach Moss. And I'm 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 talking as if I'm the front, I'm I'm the front office, I'm management. Zach Moss has fell out of favor with us. So like there's chances are we're probably going to release him next year. It ain't going to cost us a damn thing. Peanuts. Devin Singletary is in his last contract. We don't plan to bring him back. So we might as well get somebody right now. So that way we can let Devin Singletary walk. We can ingratiate this new running back in our system. And that way we can keep it rolling. And we don't have to worry about it. So let's bring in a Kareem Hunt. 27 years of age, proven in this league, still has youth on his side. And for those that like to talk about running backs are a dime a dozen, this falls right into your, your narrative of running back a dime a dozen because we'll have Kareem Hunt. I'll use Kareem Hunt as, as an example for two years, 28, 29, and we'll say, all right, man, we're good. We're going to, we're going to, James Cook should be able to take over right now. This is year three for James Cook at this point. And then we draft another running back, right? That's what it sounds like. So at the end of the day, it may not be about skill set. It's not about, oh, these guys can't do it. I, don't, I think Brandon Bean is, is more forward thinking than that. I, in my opinion, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's more about setting themselves up for years to come. They don't believe in Zach Moss. That's just my opinion. They're probably going to let Devin Singletary walk. And James Cook is just... He's going, to be, he's going to be the guy that shares the rock. He's already used to sharing the rock in college, so he's going to share it again. We need a bell cow back. Bell cow back would be Kareem Hunt. We tried to get Christian McCaffrey. That didn't work out, so we got to move to plan B. Plan B could be Kareem Hunt. Plan B could be Alvin Kamara. You just never know. That might be the, that might be the, the sneaky one. I know Alvin Kamara's got some, some issues he's dealing with, some off-field issues. Who knows? But this may be a, a two-year run. I don't know what that would be. But it would not surprise me if Brandon Bean, you know what I'm saying, makes everybody think he's going for Kareem Hunt, and he pulls in an Alvin Kamara. I mean, they were willing to pay $12 million a freaking year for Christian McCaffrey. So why wouldn't you go and grab uh, Alvin Kamara? Because right now, Alvin Kamara is waiting to be traded. The Eagles think they're going to get Alvin Kamara. And I would hate for the Eagles to get Alvin Kamara. Because you got Jalen Hurts. You got A.J. Brown out there. You got a whole, you got some dogs on Philly. And then they bring in a, a Alvin Kamara. Boy, oh boy. Philly's going to be scary. So Brandon B might say, hey, I got you thinking that I want this, I want that. And guess what? 
he's looking for clearly he's looking for a running back that can catch out of the backfield and run the rock. What the hell does Alvin Kamara do best? Catch the ball out of the backfield, runs the rock inside and outside would be a very good addition to the Bills, would he not? I could totally see Brandon Bean pulling that stunt because Brandon Bean has surprised us. He surprised us many times before. How many people thought that Brandon Bean was going to pull in Von Miller? There's no way y'all thought he was going to pull in Von Miller. But he got him. Shocker. Because we were all shocked. We're like, what? I mean, I knew Brandon Bean was nice, but I didn't know he was that nice. You got Von Miller on this squad? All right, cool. Trust the process, baby. Pour me some of that processed juice. So who's to say he ain't working some with, with the Saints right now? Because the Saints are a mess, man. The Saints are a mess. I don't know. I, I didn't even know who the hell the head coach was until I had to look it up. Dennis Allen. He was a defensive coordinator from the year from the year prior. They made it, they just they just kind of moved them up to head coach. And that head coach has Andy Dalton remaining as the starter over Jameis Winston. What a mess. That's a whole that's a whole that's a whole big mess. Alvin Kamara is sitting here going, man, where am I going? I'm probably going to get traded, so where am I going? So I w- it would not surprise me if the Bills become one of the teams interested in bringing Kamara to the squad because right now he instantly, he, you can't tell me that Kamara would not instantly become RB1 and you guys would look at Devin Singletary like, like nothing else. You'd be like, all right, Devin, Devin who? You guys would be like that. I, I know y'all. I know Bills fans. I've been, I've been watching and reading these stuff. Y'all would be like, Devin who? We got Alvin Kamara now. Watch out. Fam, just a couple years ago, old man Frank Gore was getting just as much touches as Devin Singletary. And it's not a knock. I'm just saying. Clearly, this team wants the RB1. They're looking for it. They got a QB1. They got a receiver one. They got themselves their, their, their tight end one. Why not get an RB one? If you're really going to go all in, go all in. I'm just saying, people. So Kareem Hunt would be a nice addition. I would love it. Alvin Kamara would be a lovely addition. I would welcome it. But clearly, this team wants to upgrade in that department. But I think, in my opinion, this is a future thing. This is a future. This is a future issue. This is not more. It's not per se about the skill right now. What they can do. I think they trust in what these guys can do. I think this is more so business. This is business. You want to know why I know it's business? Because if it's business, because they have not even given Jordan Poirier his extension that he also wants badly. So what they tell him. We're not going to extend you, but we will give you a bit of a raise because you know what? You've earned it. But this is the money we got. Take it. So he's like, cool. I'll take it. I get it. It's a business. You know, guys, you guys know what I want to get paid. You guys don't want to pay me. So I get it. It's a business. Give me my raise. Cool. It's that simple, folks. So it's a business. Devin Singletary, we're not bringing you back next year. Zach Moss, you're probably going to get cut. James Cook, you will be a complimentary a complimentary back to 
X. Now, who is X? Hunt, Akers, Camara. We shall see. Trade deadline is Tuesday. Either we make something happen or we don't. We make something happen or we don't. But here's the deal. If we don't, the Bills are still good. The Bills are still fantastic. Like I said, this is more of a, I'm thinking into the future. That's what this move is about. I just came to that, by the way. And this is why these podcasts are so great. Because I can, I can work my thoughts through, and I'm like, as I'm talking, I'm like, that's probably what the move is. That's probably what the move is. So we'll see. Now, how now everybody's focused on the running back room. I'm here looking at, well, hold on a second. And I, and I got I to gotta say this because we've been talking about it. You guys have been hearing me say this. What's the, and, and let me see if you guys actually listen to what I say when I'm, when I'm podcasting, when I'm potting. If I'm not looking at the, at the running back room, what position, or you can even say specific player, have I said, man, that person or that side of that position group is a liability? What have I been saying? If you guys have been watching the Rico Report, you guys have been paying attention to Buffalo Fanatics, specifically this show, what ha- if it's not the running back room, what have I been talking about that, man, we, we oh, man, I ain't sure about that. I ain't sure about that. I'm looking at the chat right now, and I'm going to pull it up as soon as I see someone put in there because I know that person has been paying attention to what I've been saying. But as I, as I wait for that, there is another position group that I'm looking at. Garrett, he's got it. It's the O-line. But I have a specific side of the O-line that I'm looking at. I'm like, mm, I don't know. And if you guys have been paying attention to me, yep. You guys know it. O-line, especially the right tackle. Especially the right tackle. I've been talking about it. I've been saying it. And I've been, and I and I'm vocal about it. Because listen, man. Some people feel this way. Danny Foster says Brown is a bum. Some people feel that way. I don't think he's a bum, but I know that he's got some issues. This is the right tackle, Spencer Brown. And guess what? Spencer Brown is not playing this week. He's nursing an injury. So guess what? David Questenberry is going to be taking over. Folks, if we are going to trade for someone now, this is where I'm not well-versed in available right tackle, right? Some teams make people available. I want that guy. Skill positions are more so the ones that are on on display. Not really many, you know what I mean, the, the, the trench players. It's a good thing that we got depth piece in Questenberry. And if Johnny Blaze feels Questenberry is terrible, excuse me, Questenberry is terrible, then guess what? The right side of the line needs to get it, needs to get better. Some folks are like, man, our running backs are not the issue. The issue is really the O-line. It's really the personnel. And I've seen people write, I've seen people, you know what I mean, mention Spencer Brown, and I'm in total agreement. I've seen them mention Ryan Bates. I'm not sure if I'm ready to say Ryan Bates is a liability because Ryan Bates is what gave us a spark last year when he was implemented into the O-line. Run blocking, excellent job, Spencer Brown. 
pass protection, liability. That's just my opinion and the opinion of others. So that would be something if Brandon Bean was to say, you know what, I want to make sure that we give Josh's protection. I want to make sure that we give the running backs their lanes to make their plays. I'm going to go and invest in the, in the right tackle. I'm going to go invest in, you know what I mean, in alignment, wherever. But it takes continuity. You can plug and play a running back. I mean, you saw it very clearly with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is on the Panthers on Thursday and is traded to the freaking 49ers on Friday and is playing on Sunday. And did quite well. I think he had like 62 yards rushing. So just saying, folks, just saying, is one of those situations where you're like, okay, hold on now. If we're going to do something, improve the O-line. It's all about the trenches. You've seen what they did with the defensive front. Our defensive front is, is powered. That's a, that's, a, that's a juggernaut of a defensive front. From left to right to the interior. From Settle to Quan Jones. Quan Jones is having a phenomenal year. Von Miller is having a, a sexy year. Greg Rousseau, you know he's doing. He's, he's handling business. Jordan Phillips is doing well. Like Ed Oliver, like everybody is doing very well. They're doing what they're supposed to do. But I'll tell you, man, the Bills are looking. The Bills are looking, and that's what a good team should be doing, always looking to improve your squad. And Brandon B never shies away from it. He tells us, I will never not pick up my phone, and I will never not listen. I'm always listening. What do you got? Let me see if it works for me. No, it doesn't work for me. Cool. It doesn't work for you. Don't worry about it. We'll move on. That's the way I look at it. Now, it's young. It's, he's in his young career. Spencer Brown's in his second year. So obviously he's got some, he's got some time to, to get better and, and really improve. So it's it's hard to knock. But he's got people's attention. He's got people's attention. Don't don't you remember like in in, in school, your your parents were like, listen, man, don't be the class clown. I didn't send you to school to be a class clown. I didn't send you to school to make people laugh and ha ha he he. I didn't send you to do yeah. I sent you to learn. So stay off the radar of the teacher's radar. Just status quo. Just be cool. Do what you're supposed to do and get out. Don't be on your teacher's radar. It's no different. Don't be, don't be, if you're you're trying out for a team, don't be on the coach's radar for just, you know what I'm saying? He's always on your ass saying, do this, do that. You've officially become on his radar. You don't want that. You don't want that. Is what it is, though. So, folks, the Bills are looking. Will they pull the trigger before Tuesday's deadline? What are the odds that they pull a trade-off? Will it be Kareem Hunt? Will it be Alvin Kamara? I think that's my dark horse. Quietly, I want it to happen because that would be that would be huge. I think it would rock the AFC. People would be like, yo, what the F, man? These guys are already killing the game, and now they just added Alvin Kamara or Kareem Hunt. Like, man, y'all need to knock it off. Well, we are in the luxury to do that. Why? Because we have a team. We built a team that is ready to win right now. Ready to win. And who wouldn't want to be part of that? Nobody was trying to come to Buffalo unless they were getting a heavy bag. That bag was so heavy they needed a Brinks truck. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, how, that's how these guys were getting paid. There was, a, there was guys getting paid a lot of money. Dockery. 
Do you guys remember Dockery? Dockery got paid a lot of money to play on the O-line when he was just average. But they paid that man. Terrible. Do you guys remember Mark, Mark Anderson? I think his name was Mark Anderson. He was the defensive end for the Panthers. Then he went to the New England Patriots, had a massive year. He had a 10-sack season for the Patriots, then came to the Bills. Was god-awful. I think it was Mark Anderson. What a like we 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 in the past we've given money to bums that don't have that don't deserve a damn thing. But because we're not a very good team, you gotta pay some of these guys to come to, to your squad. Sometimes we hit, sometimes we and most times we don't. Mario Williams, we hit. Dockery, we didn't. Boy, oh boy. But that's what you have to do when you're not a good team. When you're not a good team. But when you are a good team, now people want to come play for the low low. You know, I will come play with you guys. Let's roll. Let's rock. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling because that never used to be the case. <laughs> never used to be the case. But here we are. Here the f we are. By the way, folks, we are gonna do pick. We're going to do a pick tonight and uh, be ready to pick some games. So uh, get your uh, get your get your mind right. Freshen up your mind so so we can make sure that we make the right picks. But if you're not sure or you're looking for Rico's picks to set you straight, you might as well jump on. You might as well jump on these uh, these bet these betting these betting sites, man. And actually, the bills have partnered up with BetUS and BetUS allows you. To make bets up to twenty four hundred bucks, so we'll say twenty five hundred bucks with a minimum of fifty bucks, and using our code BF one twenty five, man, you get one hundred twenty five sign up bonus. Are you nice enough making these picks? Well, we're about to find out. Now, if you're if you if you are that team and you are that guy, and you know your stuff, and your money you make your money on the parlays. Well, listen, folks, and you have no idea what a parlay is or you're trying to get into it, let me tell you. Football is back, and so is BetUS.com for our 28th year of NFL action. With live in-game betting, incredible odds with daily odds boosters, props, parlays, fast payouts, and exceptional customer service, BetUS has it all. Sign up today at BetUS.com. BetUS, where the game begins. Let me tell you more about these parlays, though. I hit a fucking parlay. And I don't know. I was feeling myself this one day, man. I, it was, I had basketball in there. I had hockey in there. Uh, and it was around this time. I had some NFL. And I hit, a, I hit a $725 parlay off of a $2 bet. I was like, yo, this is it right here. Boom. $750. Boom. Let's go. Never, never hit something like that ever again. <laughs> yo, I've, been always, I've been chasing that for a long time. So I had to chill for a minute. But sometimes when you hit a parlay, ooh, that parlay is nice, man. When you hit, like, let's say you do like a, a 16 parlay or a seven, seven item parlay, and you win on that last one to hit. And the last one was like, yo, that's a no brainer. He's going to get it. You're sitting here going, this is it right here, boy. I got this. I got this. So, Bet US, that's who we partnered up with. You can see it right here. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, and we'll go from there. So, folks, before I get into the preview, uh, for the Bills and the Packers game. 
Uh, just want to put a bow on this whole running back situation. Um, listen, man, we're content. We know we have good running backs in the backfield, including Josh Allen, because that's what makes this team a good running team because he's one of us, right? He's one of the backs. There's just no, there's no and ifs, buts about it. That's just what it is. So at the end of the day, if when we're going to run the ball and when we're going to threaten these teams to play as honest, they've got to account for 17. They've got to account for Devin Singletary. They got to account for everybody. But if we happen to pick up one of these sexier backs that are available right now, watch out. Watch out. The league is on notice. I mean, the league's already on notice. You guys, you guys already know what it is. The, but the league will be on notice. Now, Alvin Kamara does have some, some legal issues he's dealing with. So I don't know if, if the Bills are ready to go I don't, down that route because they had that whole matter rise that situation going down. They're not trying to be in that situation again. Now, maybe Kamara solves it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to use the words of my man, Bobby. Do you want to be in your feelings, Bills fans, or do you want to win a championship? Which is it? Because sometimes you can't get both. You got to be, yo, get, get out of your feelings. Put the facts forward. Can this boy ball? Yes. Will he help my team? Yes. Let's roll. We'll deal with the back end stuff. If it becomes too much, I can cut your ass. Will it be pricey? Potentially. Does it get me a championship, though? It does. Let's roll. Let's freaking roll. Nobody's going to remember how much you paid for this because what we will be celebrating will be a damn Super Bowl in Buffalo. I want my chips with dip. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. I want my chips with dip. But we got many games to go. We got many games to go. Now, um, I do want to look up what uh, Kareem, Kareem Hunt has been able to do in his career. Because I think some people tend to forget what kind of back Kareem Hunt is. And he's a solid back. Solid back, man. And I'm talking about like physically he's a solid back and his, and his skill set is, is, is perfect. It'd be a nice, it'd be a nice uh, compliment to the Bills. 5'11", 216 pounds, solid. That's solid right there. So right now, currently, he's averaging, like I said, I told you guys, he's averaging four yards of carry. But he's also getting, he's also getting targeted quite a few times. He's, getting, he's averaging like four targets a game in the pass game. So he'll get his touches. And right now, he's he as a backup running back, 11 rushes week one, week two, 11 rush, 13 rushes, week two, week three, excuse me, 12 rushes, week four, 10 rushes, week five, 11 rushes. The man gets his touches. He gets his touches and he does, and he does. And here's the thing he gets his touches and he makes something of it. 11.46, a touchdown. 13 for 58, right? He had he was targeted twice in the past game and caught both his footballs. 12 rushes, 47 yards, also in the targets, four targeted four times in the past. 10 yards, 10 carries for 49 yards, almost five yards a pop. No touchdowns that game, but he was targeted three times in the past. The next game after that, 11 touches, 47 yards, four yards a pop, one touchdown, and three receptions. And he had another touchdown. He had a multiple touchdown game. As a backup, the first week he had one touchdown and two touchdown receptions. Fam, he's he can play. So Bills fans need not worry about what this man would bring to the table. The boy's a baller. He can play. 
That boy can play. Now, as for Kamara, let me jump in on Mr. Kamara. I mean, let me hold on. Let me stay on, on Kareem Hunto for real. So when in 2017, it feels so long ago, but not quite. 2017, this guy was a 1,300 yard rusher as RB1. As RB1. The next year after that, dropped to 824 yards. Then he was shipped off to Cleveland. Obviously, we know that he was affected by that year because of all the silliness that was going on in his, in his uh, uh, with the, with the uh, obviously with the domestic thing that was going on. Then he goes to Cleveland. For the year, he has 179 yards as a backup. The second year, 841 yards as a backup in 2020. Then he dropped to 386 and then 263. Boy, and he's only 27. He can still play. He's nice like that. Alvin Kamara. What has Alvin Kamara done for his career? Just to, just to kind of give you guys perspective as to what potentially could come to the Bills or may not, right? Alvin Kamara. Now, he's not known to be high-volume high volume rusher. His first year, 728. 2018, 883. The guy's never surpassed 900 yards rushing. But it's what he does in the pass game that makes him that threat. Because I'm not only going to give you my seven, 800 yards rushing in the year, but I'm also going to give you 800 yards receiving, 700 yards receiving, 500 yards receiving. Dude, he's giving you 1,400 yards perfect yards, 14 to 1,500 1, all purpose yards. That's the type of back that we need in Buffalo, all purpose. Give you a little bit of run. But if I'm not as effective in the run, I'll be very effective in the pass. And who's the best quarterback in the game? Josh Allen. Wouldn't that be a beautiful, wouldn't that be a beautiful pairing? Kamara and Allen. I would have never thought I would say something like that, but that's craziness. Anyway, off that topic. So we'll see what these guys do, these bills do uh, when it comes to the trade deadline, man. What is it? This Tuesday? Tuesday is the trade deadline right after Halloween. So um, it's going to be fun, folks. It's going to be fun. So before I get into uh, talking about the, the Packers, the Cheeseheads, uh, I'm going to go into the chat here. I'm going to go into the chat and see what uh, most folks are saying. Um, oh, I almost uh, lost my page here. There we go. Be back on here. So Johnny Blaze says, Yo, ever think that Dable and McDermott problem came because Dable wanted to run more and McDermott said, screw the run. This team goes through Allen. Um, I, if that was a thought, but I always thought it was the reverse because it's evident right now. I think, I think, um, I think Dable was the one that wanted, excuse me, Dable was the one that wanted to air it out. And I think McDermott was the one that wanted to like defensive guys. They want to run the ball. Rex Ryan was like, play hard defense and run the freaking ball. Where did he come from? He came from the freaking, the Ravens. That's what they do. Play hard nose defense and run the freaking rock. And that's Dable's, I mean, Dable, I can't see it being any different for Dable, right? Uh, excuse me, for McDermott. McDermott is a defensive guy. Came from Carolina. They had two back system over there, and they ran the, they ran the ball very well. James Stewart, D'Angelo Williams, they ran the ball extremely well. Brian Westbrook, Deuce Daly, they ran the ball extremely well, if you guys remember. Strong defense, good run game. Those are, those are the little things that, that, that matter, right? So I think McDermott is more of a, I want to run the ball and I want to establish something. So we'll see how that plays out. And Dable was trying to make a name for himself. He wanted to get the ball in the air with Josh Allen so he can get a head coaching job. And that he did because his first year was poo poo. wasn't happening. But also Josh Allen was a young quarterback. 
And once they grew with one another, they helped one another. Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the game, thanks to Dable, thanks to Dorsey, thanks to a slew of players, Palmer. And Dable got what he needed. He was able to make Josh Allen look like a competent and very good quarterback, the one that he is. And what do you think he's doing with Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, I thought, yo, you're done. But Daniel Jones might be playing himself into a little contract with the damn Giants. Why? Because Brian Dable's got this boy, you know what I'm saying? He's got this boy airing it out, doing what he's supposed to do. It's funny how that works, right? It's funny how that works. But anyway, I digress. Let's get on to it. So, folks, uh, we're taking on the Green Bay Packers. Let me let me drop some let me drop some uh, some 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 stuff for you guys. All right. What's up? So, shout out to my man, uh, my man Silas Widow. What up, Silas? Silas comes in and says, "Yo, I want Kareem Hunt right now." Former Kansas City Chiefs. Since the Chiefs are going after Jerry Hughes, Chiefs are going after Jerry Hughes. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Did Jerry get Jerry get Did Jerry get cut, or are they trying to trade for him? Yo, this is the time, man. NFL is going to turn into NFL has got to turn into a little bit of NBA. Get your trades in. Get all those things. If you're a rebuilding team, start now. Start doing what you got to do. Shout out to my man Namdi. What up, Namdi? What's happening, bro? Uh, he goes signing and trading for a vet running back is is being admitting. Our running back draft scout team sucks because that's three years of using a round two and three pick on the position, yet nothing to show of it. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I was bringing this up. If, not, if it wasn't last year, it was a year before, but I think it was last year. Our running back coach is Skip, I believe it's Skip Kelly. And I was critical of Skip Kelly because you're the guy that's in charge of getting these guys going. You have a third round, third round draft pick in Devin Singletary. You got a third round draft pick in Zach Moss coming from Utah. And yet we're looking at these guys like, okay, they're good. But in the third round, I, I need I need something from y'all. Right. And Skip Kelly has been dealing with these guys since day one. And I believe I don't, I don't want to make sure. I want to make sure um I said Skip Kelly. That's not what I want to say. Hold on. Kelly Skipper is what his name is. Excuse me. I said Skip Kelly. Sorry about that, folks. I think it's Kelly Skipper. Yeah, Kelly Skipper is our, our RB coach. I said Skip Kelly. Kelly Skipper is our, our RB coach, right? And no different than when OG Bobby Johnson was our old line coach. I was like, yo, fam, what are you doing with these guys, man? Like, you, you should be able to get these guys to open up these, these lanes for our running backs and get going and this, that, and the third. And guess what? It wasn't good enough. And guess who's gone? OG Bobby Johnson's gone. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Skip Kelly is a little bit on the on thin ice a little bit to say, yo, man, what's like what's happening? What is happening with this RB situation, man? We got to be able to do something. Now, this is not hating on the RB situation at all, by the way. But when things aren't going the way, and I'm going by what Namdi is saying, so everybody has the context, is is it a failure that the RB coach and our run game coordinator can't get this thing going. And it's not just this year. I'm talking about the last two to three years. More specifically with, with Zach Moss. Zach Moss was supposed to be the guy. They tried to force feed Zach Moss to be the guy. If you guys don't remember, go back and look at how many, how many times they, had, they, they gave, they out-touched Devin Singletary with Zach Moss. And it just never planned out, never worked out. And look what's happening. They finally said, all right, it's not happening. Devin Singletary, you're RB1. We're done with this experiment of trying to force feed Zach Moss's football. 
But now you draft another running back in James Cook in the second round, and it's still looking grim. So, yeah, there's there's got to be something that says that, hey, man, maybe we just didn't hit it. Scout team, what the F? You know what I'm saying? Who knows? We're not in the room. We're not in the room. It's only speculation. But it's, it's, a, it's a valid, it's definitely valid to talk about. Mikey, what's up, Mikey? Mikey says, yo, Rico, my big bro from the north. Yes, we should trade. It needs to be sure 1D player to replace our, our hurt main man. And in any other position, that's it's nice to have a backup on. What's up, OBJ? Well, OBJ, we'll see what's going on with OBJ. He's got suitors. You guys already know how I feel about it. Right now, this is all uh, look at me, look at me. Who's going to sign me? I need to draw up some interest. Who's going to sign me? And then we'll go from there. Rumor has it. He's already have, he already has a contract, I mean, in somewhat in place with the Bills. Not official on paper, but a verbal contract that he's going to sign with these guys for a two-year deal. Rah, rah, rah. Whether true or not, who knows, right? All this is speculation until it actually does happen. But valid, valid, it's, it's valid for us to be questioning those. It's valid to question it, 100%. My man Silas says, yo, they're trying to trade for him since they can't get Josh Allen from Jacksonville or Burns from Carolina. Yeah, Josh, listen, everybody is on the block. You know what I'm saying? Go look at your fantasy. Go right now and look at your fantasy league. Look how many players are on the block right now. There's a lot of players on the block because there's a lot of guys right now that are in crucial situations. They're trying to win that big prize money in fantasy football. So what are they doing? They got a lot of guys on the trade block. So if you're trying to make something happen, jump in there right now. The NFL is no different. Guys are on the block. Guys are in rebuild mode. Guys are trying to get capital, draft capital. And it's looking mighty good. Philadelphia, I think it was Philly. Philly next year. Is it Philly or is it another team? Philly next year has two firsts and two second round picks. I can't, I don't know if it's Philly. One of the teams, because of the trades they've acquired and moves and things, Two firsts and two seconds. That's incredible. Anyway, I digress. Because we have the Packers coming to town. Now, let's move on to the Packers. Are you shook of the Packers coming to Buffalo? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you shouldn't be. Because there are a lot of things that are in our favor. Um, when it comes to this Packers-Bills matchup in Buffalo. So the all-time record of the Bills between the Bills and the Raiders, excuse me, the Bills and the Packers at home in Buffalo, the Packers are 0 and 6. 0 and 6. That's number one. Number two, Sean McDermott has never lost since he's been a head coach for Buffalo Bills, has never lost a game following a bye. All right. So that's two things that's in our favor. So let me get the third one because I, I, I put it in my notes on my phone. Um, what was it again? And Chris Brown, excuse me, Chris Brown also stated that as well. So that's where I got that information. I had to write that down. So that was pretty cool, right? Um, here it is. Also, the Bills. So not only is McDermott 5-0 after a bye week, the Packers are 0-6 all-time versus the Bills in Buffalo. The Bills are also 3-0 on Sunday night under head coach McDermott. How crazy is that? So right now, everything is pointing Buffalo. Now, here's one little tiny little thing here. Aaron Rodgers 
has won each of his 13 primetime games. He's 13 and 0 on primetime. We're about to make that 13 and 1. Poor guy. Alan Lazard, their big boy receiver, is out. Sammy Watkins is making his return. He's in. Miraculously, he's not hurt. He's actually going to play. And um, he was saying some really good things about his time at Buffalo. It was his favorite team growing up. He's got some friends. He can't wait to come back to Buffalo and connect with some friends and so on and so forth. Um, listen, man, I never hated the, the Sammy Watkins pick. I actually liked it because we needed a spark on, on offense. We just did. We needed something. We needed something big on offense. And if people want to tell you I hated that pick, I think they're capping. I think that everyone, everyone and their mama knew we needed to do something. We needed to splash. Now, maybe that draft class was a wrong draft class to pick. You know I mean, to move up to get Sammy Watkins because there were some good players. OBJ being in that draft class was great. Mike Evans in that draft class. Kelvin Benjamin, he's a bum now, but he, then he wasn't. So there was there were some good players uh, within the top 15 picks. And I'm only talking about the, 50, the top 15. There's some good ones later on. But 13-0 for my guy, Aaron Rodgers. Now, here's the deal. I talked, about, I talked to you guys about this earlier, and we'll talk about around the league after this, right? Because there's some things going on. But this Packers, listen, let's just get to, we came out, we're coming off a bye. And this is the question that I have, I have to ask myself. And I'm going to ask you guys this, right? And by the way, there's 320 people watching right now. Do me a favor, guys, smash that like button. And there's probably some people right now watching this show that's not subscribed. You know what I'm saying? And you guys are just coming in here and, and showing love and I love it. But show me a little bit more love by subscribing and smashing that like button. Let's get this video to 800 likes. 800 likes on this video. Let's go. So, Aaron Rodgers coming to Buffalo. Last time he was in Buffalo, we made it a living hell for him. We were all over him. Um, I think we had Mario Williams was on the squad, and Mario Williams was all, just pressure was on his ass. And the defensive front then was not nearly as good as the defensive front now. So, this is huge. By the way, shout out to everybody that just smashed that like. I've seen the numbers go up. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. So what are the Bills going to do this game, right? What is it about this game and what is it about this bye week that is going to have them have success? So three things that I'm thinking of that they made adjustments on. Right, because you're going to Dubai. You got two weeks to prepare. A week and a half. You got a week and a half to prepare for the Green Bay Packers. All right. So, what are you going to prepare for? And also, what are you going to tweak? Because this is also a moment for people to tweak, for teams to tweak what hasn't been working. We're going to try to work things out. The number one thing on my list that I believe the Bills are going to do this game is you're going to see an urgency, a, a sense of urgency, a sense of commitment to running the football, but not necessarily running the football with, you know what I'm saying, Josh Allen and, and uh, Devin Singletary. But I, I, my gut tells me that, and I hope I'm right. I really do hope I'm right because a lot of people will think I'm hating on James Cook, but it's not hate. It's just frustrated by a team drafting a running back in the second round and he's sitting there collecting dust. I, it doesn't sit well with me. So I'm hoping that the first thing that happens in this game after the bye is that we establish and we commit to the run. 
But more specifically, we establish and commit to giving James Cook more opportunities so we can really see what we have in James Cook. Let's utilize the skill set. And I am by no means calling this man a Lamborghini because he ain't. He's more, he's more like a Nissan Altima. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a, nice, he's a nice vehicle. Nissan Altimas are pretty nice. He's, a, he's maybe an Infinity, right? Get the Infinity out of the garage and let's roll. Let's go for a neighborhood stroll. Let's see what this thing can do. Let's see how much horsepower is under this thing. Let's see how it hugs the road. Let's let's take it. Let's take it for a whip. Let's you know I mean, let's go for a ride. But right now we got this, whatever you want to call it. it. Ain't no Lamborghini, but we got this Nissan Altima. You want a Maxima? I'll give him a. I'll call him a, a Maxima. Got this Maxima in the garage, just sitting there. I mean, we we back it out of the driveway and we put it right back in the garage. Fam, take that thing out. Shit, you know what I mean? Let's do something, man. Let let this let let the let the man do something. You know what I'm saying? Like take the take the pampers off, and let's 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 see this man be a big boy, because they still got the pampers on, man. No, this not this not a baby league, man. This is a man's league. Take the pampers off of him and let him run the rock. Let's see what he's truly got. If he doesn't have it, all right, we know. Then we effed up on that second round draft pick, because we we certainly allowed. Zach Moss to really get the touches and see what he can do. Why are we why are we sitting here just coddling James Cook? Let him go. Let him do what he's supposed to do. And I think this might be this might be the game that they actually all right, we're going to make a conscious effort of getting him involved. Let's put some plays together for James Cook. Let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's got. Let me back out the driveway. Beep, beep. Let's go. I want to be able to take it, you know what I mean, 60 clicks. Let me go up to 80 clicks. You know what I mean? Let me take it on the highway and go, you know what I'm saying? And when I say clicks, I'm talking about kilometers. You Americans go 80 miles. You guys do the miles thing. Six kilometers. Let's go 80 clicks. 80 kilometers, right? 100, 140 kilometers. Let's go. Let me see. Let me, let me open it up a little bit. I would love to see it. Like, what are they? What exactly is management scared of? Let the man play. He's been doing this thing forever. Let's go. Devin Singletary is very much used to sharing the load. Pause. But he's very much used to sharing the load. He shared it with Frank Gore. He's been sharing it with Zach Moss. What's different? Matt Breida got in the game for crying out loud last year. Come on, son. Let that man go. So that's what I think. I think is going to happen in this bye game, uh, this, this return from the bye, is that we'll commit to the run game a little more. It may slow us down a little bit, but I think that we're gonna, you're going to see a cautious effort that the Bills are going to try to get a balanced act on trying to run the football. Now, if it doesn't work, you're going to get a heavy dose of Josh Allen saying, all right, this is done. Are we done with this experiment? Let me, let me do what I do. That's number one. All right, that's number one. I think that's what's going to come out. We're going we're gonna to try to commit to the run game um, coming out of this bye week. All right? Number two, I think what you'll see in this game, too, is you might see us get after, I mean, it's not necessary, but we might, we might bring the blitz a little bit. I don't know. I just, something tells me that we might, we might get after our guy, Aaron Rodgers, and really confuse him and try to set him up and, and, and confuse his young receivers, right? So, and I, and I guess I say this by... Chain and, and really confusing 
and moving things around on defense. Get these receivers not knowing what do I sit, do I keep going? Because once you confuse these receivers, it gets Allen all out of sorts. He's been all out of sorts all year round. All year long, he's been out of sorts. He's even telling the media, hey, man, my guys, pretty much I'm paraphrasing here, but if you don't know your plays and you don't know what you're supposed to do, you should not be on the field as much as you are. Get the guys off the field that don't know what the heck they're doing. And give me the guys that know what they're doing and let's roll. So guess what? We're going to try to confuse the heck out of you. We're going to try to throw some defense at We're going to try to throw some, some, some blitzes at you. We're going to try to do everything we can to try to slow and, and try to really not let an angry, a pissed off Aaron Rodgers get going. Because right now, Aaron Rodgers has to be pissed off. Aaron Rodgers has to be freaking frustrated as ever. You can't sit here and tell me you're not. Your team is what, on a losing record right now? You guys have lost three straight games. Three straight. And now you're going up against the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. Some people want to say the undefeated Eagles are the best, but they ain't played the people we played. Just saying. So that's that's the one thing that, I, that I'm looking forward to. All right? And here's another one. This is the last one. This is a pretty cool stat. I'm the third. So this, so the number one is run commitment. Number two is confuse the young receivers. Okay. Confuse the young receivers and send a couple blitzes here and there to kind of throw, show Aaron Rodgers, hey, man, we're going to get after you and we don't believe in these receivers that you got. You got a whole bunch of young guys, Sammy Watkins, Christian Walk, uh, Christian Watkins, right? They got Romeo Dubs. Um, I'm missing one more receiver. Randall Cobb's hurt. There's one more receiver I'm missing, but who cares? Alan Lazard is hurt as well. So <laughs> Jessica Tennis is like, yo, I think Rogers is going to be going on a spiritual journey. Oh, he will. Once we, once we, uh, you know what I mean, put, put the, once we beat the brakes off his ass, he's going to be doing it for sure, right? So run commitment, confuse the young receivers, send a couple blitz, send a couple blitzes to Aaron Rodgers' way. And last but not least, Josh Allen. And here's why I say Josh Allen. All right? This is a pretty cool stat. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw it on Twitter somewhere, right? Josh Allen this year has beaten two former MVP quarterbacks. All right? He took on Mr. Drawing a blank right now. He took off. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Mr. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Former MVP Lamar Jackson. And he's taking on, hold on a second. 
Got to get my uh, schedule back up. Who's the other MVP? I'm look, looking, trying to see the second MVP he took it down. He took the rant. He took um, Tannehill down. He took out. Uh, he took on uh, the Stafford. Do, 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 do. Then we had the Ravens. Who else did we get? Mahomes. Excuse me. Thank you. How the, how the hell I missed that? Thank you. So he's taken former MVP Mahomes. He's taken former MVP uh, Lamar Jackson. He has the ability to take former MVP, double-time MVP, um, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. If he does that, okay, let me repeat. Let me repeat. Let me start that over so I can kind of clip this later on. Josh Allen, ha Josh Allen has the ability right now, and this is the third key uh, to what I think is going to happen and what I would love to see happen after this buy. So committing to the run, obviously confusing the young receivers by sending them, I mean, different different looks so they don't know what's going on, whether it's sit, whether they're not. And last but not least is Josh Allen. And why Josh Allen? Josh Allen has beaten Pat Mahomes, former MVP. He's beaten Lamar Jackson, former MVP. And he has the ability to beat Aaron Rodgers, former MVP. That's three quarterbacks that he's beaten that have been an MVP quarterback. The last person to do that was Troy Aikman. And that was back in 1996. Do you know what happened in 96? Can anybody tell me what happened in 1996? Care to partake in what happened in 1996? The freaking Cowboys won the damn Super Bowl. I'm putting that good, positive energy out there. Troy Aikman beat three MVPs that, that season. And they his team went to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen will put the beat down on the Packers defense. I'm at least I'm hoping for that. And if that shows, if that show, if, if statistics stay the way they're supposed to, well, we are ready to go to the Super Bowl and win that damn thing. Wouldn't that be something? Man, oh man, it feels so damn good. It feels good to, to, to know that, yo, we got a franchise quarterback that can do it. And the fact, the fact of the matter is this, Cowboys won the Super Bowl, but Aikman was highly overrated. But guess what? They won the Super Bowl. He can tell you, I've got Super Bowl rings. Overrated that year, who cares? Guess what? He won the Super Bowl. Larry Brown, I remember that year too. Larry Brown was the MVP of that. He had like two picks that game. So it goes to tell you what situation that we're in. But wouldn't that be nice? Josh Allen comes in and takes down Lamar, takes down Pat Mahomes, and takes down Aaron Rodgers. And that is setting himself up to get to that damn Super Bowl. Boy, oh boy, that'd be nice. So those are the three things that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing after this bye week. Right? There's many more that I can go to, but that's that's what I wanted to sit. That's what I want to sit here and kind of get into. Now, let's talk about around the league before we get into the pickums. We're an hour into the show, and I appreciate you guys all tuned in. Uh, I, I think we're having a fantastic show, So, and conversation is flowing. So let's keep it pushing, baby. Um, around the freaking league, man. What in the heck is going on? Let me just get my banners up real quick. What? <laughs> yo, Mike. Mike, yo, Rico, I need your picks, man. I can't wait any longer. Yo, you're going to have to wait, brother. You're going to have to wait. Let me get in around the league, and we'll get, we'll get into that. <laughs> you a fool, bro. So, yo, Tom Brady, bro. What's up with Tom? Yo, is Tommy looking his age? Is it Tommy's fault? Is it is it that he doesn't have? 
You know what I'm saying? A, a big time head coaching figure in Bruce Arians. Like, what is it? It's not like he doesn't have the weapons. Everybody much, everybody much, everybody much, everybody pretty much came back. It's Tom Brady, man. He's looking just, just, he's missing throw. Like, it's not even like, like he's old, but he's just, he's just missing throws. He's just not himself, bro. And it's, it's clear as day. Now, obviously he's going through some things. And when you go through, when you go through emotional things, your, your mind and your heart is not into the game. You're there. You're physically there, but you're not, your, your passion is not into it. It's not like Tom Brady be playing the way he's playing, but maybe father time has finally caught up with him at a terrible time when he's going through an awful divorce, which I hate, man. I hate when couples break up. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that type of stuff, man. When couples get to it, I want them to stay together for, you know what I mean? Forever. And you got kids and all that stuff. I hate that, but it's just what it is. I heard the excuse that, well, he doesn't have Gronkowski. I don't want to custody, but yo, F Gronkowski, man. F Gronkowski. Who gives a damn? What, what Gronkowski's gonna change things up? No. Sorry, he's not. He's got younger, he's got younger uh, athletic tight ends that can get the job done too. But yo, Tom Brady's looking not great. Not great. Lamar, on the other hand, looked good that game. Shout out to Lamar, man. Pay that man. He had a rug, he had a rookie last couple games, but you got to pay that man. You go up against. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady, you go up against those teams, yo, you you bring your A game. And that's the beautiful thing about when you're a when you're a freaking OG, triple OG GOAT like Tom Brady, even at age 45, you're gonna get everyone's all. You're gonna get everyone's all. There's no there, and he's just he's probably just tired. He's like, yo, I've been I've been fending off these guys for so long. I got seven Super Bowls to show for it in my 20, 20 plus years of playing. Just pretty damn good, man. So three quarters of his freaking career has got Super Bowls, jackass. But at the end of the day, yo, he's probably tired. He's been fending off these guys for a long time. He's tired. Yeah, fatsigue. If you guys don't know what that is, look it up. Yo, Moga is fatsigue, man. He doesn't. He doesn't know what he, he. They're coming from left. They're coming from right. He's his guys are not on the same page. He's tired, man. And on top of that, you're going through your personal life. It's rough. It's rough, man. He probably's not eating. He's probably not sleeping well. You know how it is when you break up with your lady. You've been together with your ladies for so long, and you're breaking up. You don't. You don't. You don't eat. You don't sleep well. There's nothing. Nothing is right. You know what I mean? And now you got to sit here and lead men. You got to lead your team when your mind is not there. Sucks to be uh, Tom Brady, man. But maybe the maybe the Bucks pull it together. But right now it's not looking good for the Bucks because right now the Panthers have the ability to get up one game on the whole division. The Panthers and the damn Falcons are, are looking to be one. One of these guys are going to be the leader of this division soon. It wouldn't surprise me if a team gets out of that. I mean, the way it's looking like that is probably going to happen. You're going to have a seven or eight team win to get out of that. But that's going to win that damn division. Seven and ten. You know what I mean? Eight and nine record. A losing record is going to get that win. Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. P.J. Walker's taking over as the quarterback for, for the Panthers. Baker Mayfield is probably career is probably done. Shame. It is what it is. Bro, it's a new era in football, man. Times have changed, baby. Times have changed. But Port, I got to get, yo, Port, 
poor Tom Brady, man. I feel bad for the man. I feel bad for the man. I feel bad for him. But you decided to come back. You had the opportunity to leave on a high note. You went to another team. You won the Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. That was your time to say, I got this. And it was epic. You were drunk. You were doing your thing, having a good time. You know what I'm saying? You guys were throwing the, the Lombardi from boat to boat. You were, you, that was it. That was the best way you could have signed off. But your punk ass decided to come back. Then it didn't end well. Then you came back again. Fam, you should have just let go. You should have just let it go. Let it go. But you didn't. Josh, you're right. I mean, it's two things. Either he got greedy. And I don't think it's greedy. I don't think it's greed. I think it's more, what do I do with my life after this? But he's he, he'll be fine. He's, these guys, after football, they go right into the booth. So it's not like you you missing out. Like, you don't know what you're going to do. You're still going to be part of the game. I think he just loves being the man. Like, Brett Favre loves being the man. He's He's got the Brett Favre syndrome. I might be exaggerating, because Brett Favre is very, like, I'm that guy. Brett Favre would just not do it. He did not want to let go. He did not. He kept, he wanted to stay in that thing. That's Tom Brady right now. It wouldn't surprise me if Tom Brady's like, yo, I had a horrible year. I had a divorce that year. Yo, I'm motivated. I'm ready to come back. Year 46. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? 46-year-old quarterback. Dude, this guy's going to try to play till he's 50. I better cut it out. Cut it out, Tommy. Jack, if you keep doing that, Jack's going to catch up to you and be like, yo, dad, shut it down, big fella. Daddy, shut it down. <laughs> but son, no, dad, shut it down. But no. Puts his finger on his lips. You're done. <laughs> That's what has to happen, man. Poor Tom. Poor Tom. Now. If I'm if we're if we're going around the league, we're gonna go a little bit around the league some more. Obviously, we talked last week a little bit about the Colts and what a mess it is out there. Taylor Henneke is holding it down. Geno Smith is holding it down. I don't know what's going on in Seattle, but it's happening. Man, oh man. We'll see how it goes out, man. We'll see how it plays out. So, folks, last but not least, I mean, if there's any around the league topics you guys want to hit, let me know now. Because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go right into my pickums. This is it. Mike Wordle, this is what you wanted. Mike Hartle, this is what you want. You want the pickums. It's coming your way. But if you have any questions, concerns, things that are going on around the league, this is the time. Bring it up. It's Friday. It is Friday. Brady is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL now, just past Big Ben. I mean, dude, you've been playing for 20 freaking years. 20 years, man. You're you're bound to you're bound to break a lot of records, good and bad. Most interceptions, most sack. Like I mean, you it's it's bound to happen. I think Brett Favre has the most interceptions, but it's bound to happen. Lamar Jackson has no receivers outside of Andrews, and he struggled without him last night. Not really, because Isaiah likely was actually doing pretty well for um for Josh for Josh. You got me saying Josh for Lamar Jackson. Um, Devin Duvernay. Turning out to a nice little receiver, but like Rashad Bateman ended up leaving the game. There was a like he had some guys go out out of injury, but guess what? He found a way because Andrews is his main target. Andrews is no longer there, so he found a way to get it done, and he did. You got to give it up to him, man. Good shit. Good. Oh yes. All right. The Chiefs and Tony. I'm glad y'all. But thank you, Mike. Big Mike. So the Chiefs acquired. Cardarius Tony 
and brought him over to the from from the Giants. So Cardero Tony was on the trade block last year. They were trying to get rid of him last year um, because I don't know it just wasn't working out, right? Coaching staff didn't didn't f with him. So obviously Coach Dable comes in and it's the same thing. So they trade him. Now, for those that don't know who Cardarius Tony is, he was a slot receiver, very quick, very agile, very fast receiver, very great route runner, solid route runner, and he's a yak monster. He catches the ball and he's watch out. So now he's on the Chiefs. Now, most people might say, oh, no, the Chiefs got better. Oh, no, watch out. I ain't sitting here going to watch out. It's like, fam, they did. Listen, Sammy Watkins went over there. Oh, snap. He's got a real receiver now. Sammy Watkins is over there. What did Sammy do? Nada, right? Oh, snap, Josh Gordon. Oh, man, remember Josh Gordon in the Cleveland days? He was nice. He ain't the same. We thought he was going to do some big things. Nothing. You know what I mean? So, like, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. They're trying to replace. They're trying to duplicate that Tyreek Hill um, void. But I don't know, man. It's it's out. And, and listen, Cardero Tony is a very good receiver. But like now, stock is going to go down on guys like Juju Smith. Schmitty. Because he's going to get less touches. The ball's going to go around. But when you have a quarterback like Pat Mahomes, any addition is a good addition, especially a guy like that can move the ball. I'm not going to hate on that. But I ain't worried about it like, oh, snap. Nah, fam. Because that little receiver ain't going to block Von Miller. That little receiver ain't going to block Greg Rousseau. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? So, no. When the Dolphins brought in Armstead, I was like, ooh, that's a good pickup. Cool. Protecting Tua. Giving him time. The fact that they brought Tyreek, you get shook a little bit, but then you're like, well, we got a pass rush, and we know what Tua is about. You know what I mean? Pat Mahomes is a little different story. If they, if they strengthen up his line, which he's got a decent line right now, then it give you reason to say, oh, watch out. But no, nah, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't tripping. I tripped, but good addition for them, though. Good addition. They needed something and they went after it. Allegedly, they're trying to go after Brian Burns. They're trying to get a, a, a pass rush now. They're trying to also go after Josh Allen. So it's it's almost flattering, folks, if you think about it, because now the Chiefs know what has to happen. They're trying to build a team that they can fend off the Bills because they know that we are coming. They know that we are on their ass. So, like, shit, we got to get our act together because if we don't, bro, they're going to run away with this thing. So, Cardarius Tony, cool. We got more weapons from my man, Pat Mahomes. Now we need a pass rush because Josh Allen is a damn beast. So, let's go try to get the other Josh Allen that stopped him last game. I hope they don't do anything like that. That'll piss me off. But a guy like Tyreek Hill, you just can't replace. You're right. John, you're right. You can't replace a, a Tyrese Hill. A Ty- you got me saying Tyrese. You can't replace a Tyreek Hill. Just can't do it. What's up, Bills, Bets, and Beers? What's going on, man? He says, yo, get those likes up in this video. Rico putting on a good podcast tonight. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. This song, Listen, man, I'm going to be real with y'all, man. There's some nights, man, I come in and I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I am not feeling podcasting tonight, especially because now I'm back to working night shift. It's rough. I forgot. I've been off four months, man, doing parental leave. And coming back from coming back to the night shift, ooh, it's a rough one. Tuesdays are the roughest days, man. So if you guys see me like all... Oh, that's because yo your boy didn't get that much sleep but anyway we back at it i'm looking refreshed i'm looking good and i think we're having great conversation today but cardarius tony going to the chiefs it's a good addition for them but they got to do it they had to do it because they see what the bills are doing they see what we're doing over here watch out 
better watch out. And you better watch out. The Bills don't go ahead and add another piece. You know I mean, we see other teams are doing their thing. I get it. So Brandon Bean's like, all right, let me see if I can add a piece here and there. So we'll see what he, what he brings to the table on Tuesday. It may be nothing, but we're already a complete team. Like I said, we look around from defense to the offensive side to the trenches. The, where's the big glaring deficiency on this team? There isn't one. There really isn't one. Running back. And at that point, we're being picky. We're being very picky. Let's be, let's be real. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. What's up, Ravi? Ravi comes in and says, yo, how great are the Bills this year? Straight. The first time Mahomes was a home dog, and the first time Rodgers is double-digit dog in his career. This team is something else. I'm telling you, man. Is it a double-digit? Is it a double-digit for, uh, for the Bills? I got to look that up. Let me look that up. Let me, just, let me go to my ESPN app. I prefer, I prefer the, whatever you guys go for uh, scores and updates. Do you guys go to ESPN, or do you guys do, like, do Fox, Fox Sports? Or do you guys go NFL.com? What do you guys normally do? I go to ESPN, man. ESPN is just uh, the, the soft, software, the layout, everything is just better. All right. Let's do it. Um, any other questions from around the league, folks? Folks, around the league, around the league, what you got? My man, my favorite, Bobby Ray. What up, Bobby? You have to admit, though, we barely beat the Chiefs. Did we barely beat them? I mean, listen, we knew that that, that game was going to be, like, it's always tight. It's always been tight. The only time that it wasn't tight was when they freaking ran all overs with Clyde Edwards Hilaire that first year when it was like windy and raining and just garbage. And they came to Buffalo and they put the beats on us. But like after that, it's been pretty, pretty decent. Pretty decent that we played them pretty tight. So I don't see any, I don't see anything changing. I think we're it's do we barely beat them? I look at it as we we came back and put the points and we stopped them. Right. That's what we need to do. We went down the field and scored and said, OK, now we got it. Now is your turn. What you got It's no different than the game last year. We did exactly that. The difference was we didn't get a stop. The same result was supposed to happen last year, but we didn't get a stop. We let them do what they did. The difference in the last game was we actually caused a turnover. We got a stop and we ended it. We walked down there and put it on their ass. And then they, they tried to do the same to us, and we said, nah, no mas, not happening. Teron Johnson was like, I got you. In tow. But yeah, barely getting away with it. I don't know. I don't want, I don't know if I want to call it barely getting away with it. I think I think we're better than that. My man Josh says your cannabis should be allowed to be used when players are not at work. Uh, it is proven anti-inflammatory. Uh, stronger than ibuprofen. It can help injuries heal as well as have. Uh, other benefits. Well, the league has their rules, man. The league is the league. They don't want you doing that. They don't want you doing that. That's what it comes down to. My man, my favorite guy, Bobby. What up, Bobby? My favorite guy. Uh, we, we're going to see how our right tackle pans out. Well, here's the deal, man. I don't know who's who's pass rushing from the Packers. And uh, you know what? Let me let me let me see if my man Lionel is. He's a Packers fan. And I'm going to call him right now. And he's probably, what is it? Is he working right now? He's probably going to pick up the phone. He better pick up the phone. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I'm going to ask him if he's got time to talk. You got time to talk, Lionel? There we go. We ringing. Let's see if my man Lionel can, can talk to us a little bit. 
If he doesn't pick up, it's all good. He's at work right now, so we're going to see how dedicated he is. Hello, you've reached the voicemail of Lionel Dubois. All right. He ain't picking up. He's probably going to come back later on. But anyway, all is good. But uh, I, I'm not really paying. I mean, I don't know too much about the, this this Packers defense, man. Um, obviously, Zaire Alexander is a, is a baller, one of the best corners in the game. Um, so there's no there's no hate on, on the back end. Actually, the defense, funny enough, and this is why I brought this up earlier with we're going to try to commit to the run. Because last time I checked, shit, is it a minus 11? Woo! Thank you, Donnell. See, I see you, Donnell. Um, the last time I checked, um, let me scroll on. The defense, the Packers' pass defense is number one in the league. The pass defense is number one in the league. So that being said, if they got the number one pass defense in the league, folks, this is the game for us to show that we can run the ball, right? I mean, not nobody can really stop Josh Allen, number one. So let's let's put that let's put that to bed. But I find it very interesting that uh, that they are one of the best defensive pass defensive teams in the game. Um, but yeah, right now the matchup predictor has these guys uh, losing sixteen point five percent. So it, the Bills have an eighty three point three chance of winning this game. Um, which is cool. I mean, we, we didn't expect anything different. Um, let me see what we got here. So yeah, man, minus 11. The money line is, uh, is uh, minus 550 and the over under is 47 is 47 points. I can see the, I can see that going to 47 points. I could definitely see that. It's getting a little chilly right now. So these, these Packers are allowing 20 points per game. 20 points per game and um you're not you're not doing that so here hear me out. I, was, I was listening to uh i was listening to satellite radio and uh i think it was ed mccaffrey easy ed mccaffrey and solomon wilcott talking and uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go by the way folks i'm gonna go through the the packers defense to kind of really go through their their um their pass rush, and I want to see what their roster is like. But let me hear me out on this, right? So Ed McCaffrey had a statistic, and he's like, man, I, I dove into this, and I was looking at um, the average, what, the, what the, the high point of points per game is, what the low point of points per game is, and what the median, right? And 80% of teams um, are winning their games if they score more than 22 points. If I'm, I hope I'm saying this correctly, right? You're scoring more than 22 points a game. You're your 80% chance you're winning that game, right? And if you look at the league right now, there are two teams that are scoring 22 points a game, and they're like 500-ish. There are 15 teams or, or 17 teams that are scoring less than 22 points and are not doing well. And then you've got the teams that are scoring above, and they're doing, and it's, it's great. So the Packers, let's look at the Packers right now. The Packers right now are averaging 20.9 points a game. Their record, three and four. Not good. The Bills, on the other hand, are, are averaging 29.3 points a game. Their record, five and one. So maybe there's some merit to what Ed McCaffrey was talking about, right? But we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, shout out to my man Silas. My man Silas Whittle, my guy. 
the Packers defense is number one against the pass. Yes. Okay. So I was correct. So the Packers defense is number one against the pass, but they only have two. Hold on. My man, Lionel's. I'm going to read that in just a second, right? Lionel Dubois. Woodley Bellany. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, sir. Listen, I, I have you on my podcast right now live. Are you able to give me three minutes of your time? I'm able to give you three minutes of my time. Absolutely. Ah, my guy, Lionel Dubois. Okay. So hear me out. The Bills are going up against, obviously, you guys are coming to Buffalo. And um, I want to know your thoughts. Are you confident that the Packers could give us some issues? Could they come in and upset the Bills in Buffalo? Or are you like, nah, there's no hell we're doing anything? Well, a couple of things. Uh, the first thing that they need to do is they need to get to Mr. Josh Allen. And I think that uh, stems in your right tackle. And that stems in Rashawn Gary having a monster of a game. Mm, um, I think that uh, Jair Alexander on on Stefan Diggs needs to happen all over the field. If Josh doesn't have time to throw the ball, then 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 it becomes an issue. Where the Packers are are where I'm more vulnerable in all this thing is is, is Josh Allen's leg. That'd be number one. Number two is our line has not looked good over the last little bit. So there comes your pass rushers on on Mr. Happy Feet Aaron Rodgers, who is not comfortable with his wide receivers and who will be missing Alan Lazard this weekend as well. So do I do I sense an upset special? No, I don't. But um, you know, it is the NFL and if you guys are overconfident coming off a bye week and struggle a little early on, then you're going to give my Packers a little bit of a, an opportunity to, to smell an upset out there. Oh boy. So tell me about your run game. So you've got my, one of my favorites, AJ Dillon. I'm a big fan of AJ Dillon and you've got Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is not happy out there because he's just not getting the touches. What's going on with that dynamic in the back? So, Totally agreed. Uh, Aaron Jones is not getting the ball enough. He is our number one playmaker on offense right now. And for some reason, they've decided to not include him in the game plan as much as possible. Um, A.J. Dillon has got uh, cement feet this year for some reason. I don't know why. He's just not as spry as he was last year. So he's part of the, he's part of the problem right now. Is he's, He can't get off. He's not making decisive cuts. He's getting tackled too easily. Mm -hmm. um, but Aaron Jones, on the other hand, has been looking absolutely fantastic, but they're not giving him the ball enough. And that's the problem. So I'm, looking, I'm looking at the, uh, the injury report, and mm -hmm. one guy that has highlighted your injury report is Alan Lazard. With Alan mm -hmm. Lazard being back, one of your veteran receivers, how do you feel about the young guys coming out? I know Sammy Watkins is returned, but what's up with the receiving room? Al, your your quarterback was calling them out, saying if they don't know their plays, pretty much get them off the field. Yeah, I, I I agree with with some of that. The problem is, is he needs to point the finger at himself too. Mm. There's some easy throws out there that he has not been making, and he hasn't been pointing himself right. So to me, that's that's a little bit of a prima donna on his part. Yep. Um, but you know. The first play of the year, Christian Watson was available on a, on a, on a deep bomb, and he dropped the ball. 
against the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. And that, that, that's pretty much sums up the, the, the younger guys right now is where they're not in sync. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers won't throw interceptions because he just doesn't. Um, but if he can't, if he doesn't trust his people either, hold on to the ball a little longer than he should. And he's going to take sacks. And that's a and, he'll take, and, and he will take it back here and there for sure. He absolutely will. Now, um, I'm looking at the injury report, and I see Rashawn Gary mm-hmm. was uh, he's concussed, so there's a potential. He, he, he was, he, so there's potential that he won't play. But uh, as of Matt Lafleur, as of this morning, said that he has not cleared it as of 7 a.m., but he is on his way to clearing it. Okay, so he's so sorry, he'll play. He's gonna play. All right. So a uh, couple more things, and I'll let you go, sir. What sure. is your biggest concern uh, in this game? Our offense hasn't shown up in the last five, three, four, five games. That's my biggest concern. Is I, I need, I need to see that offense in sync. I need Aaron Rodgers to trust his offensive linemen, and then to be able to either dump off to the wide receivers to the running backs, incorporate Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones touches the ball thirty times. Or twenty-five times, I'll say, because in the last few weeks it's been like twelve or eleven. Right. If that number is north of twenty, I think we have a ball game. Oh, so you? I, I have a feeling you believe that these Packers can come in, and you you may not be saying it, but I think I believe that you feel that they're they're in this. They're in this. So, win. so I'm gonna tell you this: is that when you count people out the opposite tends to happen. Mm. So I, I need some overconfidence on, on your side, right? Coming off a, a big victory over the Chiefs, a week off. They're hearing they're the best team in the NFL, pumping their own tires. The Packers are coming in. They're, they're wounded. They lost to the, the Giants, the Jets, the Redskins. What's happening, <laughs> right? Right. So you, you keep hearing all that stuff, then, yep. then you're right. All of a sudden, poof, you get, you get punched in the mouth. Mm. right and if you get punched in the mouth nice and early then what how do you react well we're about to we're about to find out this sunday night it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun one it's gonna be a fun one it, Lionel, it, it should be you, Lionel. you are the man i appreciate you always how's the shift coming along it's coming along great buddy Excellent. trying to get out of here you know how it goes eh? <laughs> i know how it goes man well listen man we'll talk soon buddy we'll keep in touch okay cheers bye for now all right and ladies and gentlemen that's my boy Lionel. so uh Listen, there's some confidence in some Packers fans. They do like you can't count out the Packers because they have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a future Hall of Famer. You never count. It's like coming in like you got all these issues on the Bills and you got Josh Allen that's still healthy. You still got a chance with Josh Allen. And the Packers feel that way. And they got some weapons, man. Aaron Jones is still a baller. AJ Dillon can still play. I'm saying Robert Tunyon is doing some good things out there. Um, defensively, now I don't know how inflated their pass defense is. It's it's the number one in the league, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, but they haven't faced a quarterback like Josh Allen, so go figure. I mean, Taylor Henneke, uh, Zach Wilson, like fam, like I, I as much as I want to give them, I mean, some kind of credit. It's 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 hard to when you're playing those type of quarterbacks. You haven't played an offense like the Bills. But sometimes bullies get punched in the mouth and they, they don't they don't they don't recover quickly enough. And that's when you know what I'm saying the, the underdog jumps on you. So we do have to come into this game humble. 
we can't come into this thing like, all right, we got this. We're on a bye week. We're refreshed. And and because what happens typically is we're sluggish, right? Things aren't just working the way because we were at a game shape. So it may take us some time to get through it. Or we're like a well-oiled machine. It's like we never took a break. I'm hoping that's the what, what happens, right? Uh, Silas, I apologize. I wanted to get back to you on that, man. But um, so Silas goes, the Packers defense is number one against the pass, but they only have two interceptions. And the QBs they played so far have been Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson. Perfect. I didn't even read your shit, and, and I'm on it. And uh, and Taylor Henneke on top of that. So we're going to torch them by Sunday night. <laughs> yo, my man Silas is like, yo, I ain't pulling no punches, man. We, we taking that. We waxing that, and then uh, we can send them back to Wisconsin. So and I get that part. All right. So uh, let's get right to our pickums, folks. All right. Pickums week eight of the NFL. Let me write this bitch down. All right. Week eight pickums. Here we go. So Baltimore. Obviously, the Baltimore game just happened. Baltimore beat Tampa. So that's out of there. So let me just put that. So Baltimore won. Put a little star next to it. All right. So next game on the docket. Denver, <laughs> this is interesting. Denver against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's the the matchup predictor has this pretty much 50-50. It's uh, it the uh, they they say the Jacksonville Jaguars have a 51.2 percent chance to win this game. Yikes! All right. So here's what the uh the, the pick center has it as. All right. So the spread right now is Jacksonville minus two and a half. The money line is 100 135, and the over under is 40.5. Who do we like in this Denver-Jacksonville game? This game, honestly, they're right. This is a 50-50, really a pick This is a toss-up. Um, I want to pick Denver. Why? Because Denver should not be losing these games. They shouldn't be. They got a good defense. They got good receivers. They have a horrible head coach. And Russell Wilson is playing like a bum. And we know he's not a bum. Now, on the flip side... Jacksonville's got Travis Etienne that's going to be taken over. And by the way, I hate when people say Travis Etienne. Ugh. It's Etienne. It's a French name. All right. But he probably says, you Americans, you guys make me laugh. Anyway, Travis Etienne is the lone back. They traded James Robinson to the Jets. So it's Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. With Travis Etienne, you got Zay Jones leading the way, Evan Ingram. Um, I mean, they got some guys on the squad. Shaquille Griffin's got an injury. He's out for the year. He's on injury reserve. Um, I'm looking at their 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 defense right now. Is you got Brandon Browning's out. Tom Compton's out. Listen, man, this one's a toss up. Who who do we like in this one? Y'all like the Jags? I don't know, man. I'm gonna give it to Denver. And now these guys are playing on neutral field. They're playing in. I think they're in London. So I gotta I gotta say Denver wins this one. I got to say Denver wins this one, man. I think they start, they establish their run against Jacksonville and they really push up and get, and get this thing done. They got to, man. So I'm going to say Denver over Jacksonville. All right. That's what I'm saying. So you guys can take my word for it or not. All right. Next on the list. We're going with uh, Carolina Atlanta. This is for the lead. This is for the division. This is craziness. Carolina Panthers. First, the Atlanta Falcons, right? You got P.J. Walker leading the way um, against Marcus Mariota. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons for this game. The Atlanta Falcons 
Uh, I just think that there's something about the Atlanta Falcons that uh, I just, I just, I just think they have it uh, over the Panthers. The Panthers, they're, they're, they came off a win last week. It was cool and all, but like, I think they're going to come back to reality. And I think they're, they're, I think Atlanta takes this one. How do you guys feel about that? You guys like Atlanta? You guys with me? Atlanta takes this one. All right. You guys are with me. Atlanta, hot Atlanta. Let's go. So number four, and here's the thing. They got, they got, um, Atlanta has a 69, 69% chance winning this game. This is a minus four for Atlanta. Minus 210 is the money, is the money line and 41 is the over under. So jump on that one. If you like that minus four, I like that minus four one. I, I, I throw that in a parlay, uh, minus four. Let's go. Uh, let's see here. Moving on to the next game. Next game on the docket. Ooh, this is a tough one. I mean, it could be a tough one. Dallas Cowboys facing Justin Fields and the 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 now three and four Chicago Bears. The Dallas Cowboys are five and two. Uh, they're, 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 they've been looking pretty good. They came off a lucky win defensively. They came out and beat Atlanta. They beat the breaks off. Excuse me, the Detroit Lions, but the Detroit Lions are the Detroit Lions. I mean, there's nothing else for me to tell you. So. Chicago Bears, Justin Fields is playing much better. They got him out of the pocket. He was looking like a mobile quarterback that could do some things with his legs, uh, but they don't give a damn. Vegas is like, <laughs> don't care. Dallas Cowboys, 85% chance to win this game. Minus 10 is the spread. Okay, I like that. Minus 10 is the spread. That's a, that's a, that's one I would take. And um, money line is 480. 42.5 is the over-under. Elliott is out. I see that. Big, big time bean. But guess what? Guess who's in? Tony freaking Pollard. It's going to be the Tony Pollard game. If you guys don't know about Tony Pollard, y'all better recognize, man. Tony Pollard is that dude. He is that dude. So watch out. I take Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys over the Bears. Cowboys over the Bears. I just don't think they have enough. And they just got rid of their pass rusher. No, it's just, it's just not happening. Not happening. Um, Next on the docket. Let's move on. Next on to the docket. Let's go. Um... So we got Atlanta. Let's go. Oh, this is a good one. Here we go, folks. Miami and the Detroit Lions. Could the Detroit Lions muster a win at home against Miami, Tua, and then boys coming to town? So right now, they got Miami with a 65% chance win. Uh, the, the spread is minus three and a half with the money line being 190. Over under 51.5 points. Because Detroit can score. Detroit can score now. And I mean the, the 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 Miami Dolphins can can let some 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 balls get behind them. So who do we like? You like Detroit or do you like Miami? Does Miami continue to to you mean to work on two again another win? Right now they're four and three. They went on a three game losing streak. They're they're you know, picking up steam right now. I see a lot of people picking the Lions. Oh my gosh, what's going on? Are you guys just hating, or you guys actually think the Lions will beat? The Lions will beat the damn Miami Dolphins. What? This I'm gonna I'm gonna let you pick this, guys. This is the crowd pick. I gotta put that crowd pick. You guys say Detroit over Miami. I'm letting you guys see that because I see a lot of Detroit. So, is that your upset of the week? Because that's not my upset of the week. <laughs> I may come back to it, but uh, I don't know. I think Miami's gonna take this one. But Detroit over Miami. That's a crowd pick. I put CP right there. I'm gonna see how that plays out. All right, here we go. Next on the list. And by the way, if you guys appreciate these pickums and if it's fun for you guys, 
show me a thumbs up in the in the chat right now. Do a thumbs up if you don't like them. You this is boring, um, but you're still here. Show me a thumbs up anyway, no doubt about it. Even though it's boring, you're still showing love. I love that. Let's keep rocking. Um, here we go. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Um, ooh, this is this is a this is an interesting one. I think I know who I like in this game, but I'll let I'll let see I'll see if you guys agree with me on this one. So here's the deal: Arizona Cardinals at Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are five and one in the three at three and zero at home, and uh, the Arizona Cardinals getting back DeAndre Hopkins, um, which is a big deal. They're three and four and two and one away at. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, that's right. They're two and one at home. So here's the deal. They've got the Arizona Cardinals in a bad position. Minnesota has a 58.9% chance to win this. And guess what? The spread minus three and a half. The money line, a buck 90, minus 190 for the Vikings and plus 158 for the uh for the Cardinals. And the, the over-under is 49 points. I like the freaking Vikings in this one, man. I don't care. I'm not really I I think that was just a, a fluke win last last week for the Cardinals. I think uh Minnesota has got a lot to prove this year. And I am taking the Vikings over the Cardinals. How y'all feel? You guys are you guys with me on that one? Vikings take this. Vikes. I see a lot of Vikes. 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 Skull. I like it. I'm going Vikings. Let's go. I like it. Let's roll with it. All right. Next on the docket. Ooh, this is a good one. Raiders, New Orleans. So Dennis Allen, head coach for the freaking Saints. I just found out who the damn coach was because I didn't know who it was. He's picking Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton to be the quarterback. What? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you brought this guy to be the backup. So what you're telling me, straight up, is that Jameis Winston ain't shit. And you don't care. Oh, he's more calm behind the center. Boy, please, man. Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. We know it. We know what Andy Dalton brings to the table. All right, then. So they got this one. Las Vegas has a 57.6 chance to win this game. And with Alvin Kamara potentially being traded, I'm taking the Raiders on this one. I don't think there's uh, any anything to talk about. Raiders over Saints. Taysom Hill is cool and all, but I just don't see it. Josh Jacobs has been just a uh, he's been just a menace, and I have him on my fantasy, and he was questionable. He's now um, he's now been made healthy, so it's going to be a healthy dose of Josh Jacobs on your ass. So Raiders over the Saints. I'm taking that all day. Now what's the um, what's the money line? Oh, check this out. They got the spread at one and a half for the one and a half is the um, the spread and the money line for the Raiders is 120 and 48.5 is the over under 50 points. Oh, yeah, about 20, 24, 25 points. I get that. I rock with it. So that is. That is that game. Now, here's here's the other ones here. Here they go. Here's where it kind of gets a little tough, folks. Things are going to get a little, a little tougher now. So now you got New England Patriots. That just came off a loss with Billy Zapp or Zappy, whatever his name is, Bailey, and the New York Jets. A division game. Divisional games are always tough. I don't believe in Zach Wilson. I don't believe in Zach Wilson. And their best af- their best offensive asset is hurt for the year. And that's and that is uh my man um Brees Hall. And you guys already know how about feel about Brees Hall. The Bills should have drafted Brees Hall, and we could have got a corner. Because our system, the Bills system, playing corner, anybody can get in there. Because the coaching is that good. Just have a competent enough DB, and you'll be fine. 
if Levi Wallace came back, it would have been Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson and a second or third round draft pick, and it would have been Brees Hall running the rock. We wouldn't be sitting here trying to trade for a running back. Just saying. Anyway, I'll say this. I'm taking New England, man. I'm taking New England to beat the Jets, and the Jets will come back down to reality because we know your record ain't what it's really supposed to be. Now, I do like what they're doing defensively. Defensively, they're freaking good defense. And they got a really good running back in uh, in Michael Carter. I was surprised the Jets even went with Brees Hall because Michael Carter was a good back last year and still a good back this year. So when they grabbed Brees Hall, I understand it. You don't skip on a, on a player like that because he's like he's nice like that. But I'm just saying, man. Um, this one, this one, I'm taking New England. How you guys feel about it? New England over the Jets or Jets taking this one? And I hate to even pick the Patriots because I I ain't no I ain't no Pats guy. But Macaroni Jones is getting the start. Uh, <laughs> my, my man Ronald Riggler never, never, he never lets me, ha- never lets me just let, just let me, just let me chill, man. Rico's man crush on Hall and that damn Cubs hat. He loves his Cub hat. That was just for you, Ronnie. Ronnie, that was just for you, big guy. Um, here we go. I say, the, I say the the Patriots take this one, man. The Patsies take it over the Jets, and I think the Jets come back down to reality, and because uh, right now they think they're real cute right now. They think they're they think they're chilling right now. They're in a sundress. They think they're real good. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it's not, it's not sundress season. This is Tim, this is Timberland season. But they, they still think they're in their sundress. You know what I mean? Sun's out, buns out, right? Five and two. They think they're real good. Boy, we go. The Patriots are gonna put you, knock you down a little bit. You know what I mean, and then you guys can fall down to the bottom of the AFC East. But I'm taking the Patriots over the Jets. You guys agree with me? You guys with me? Pats, Pats. I see a lot of Pats in there. I like it. We'll take it. Pats win. Here we go. The Pats will move to four and four if they win, and the pitch and the Jets go down to five and three, as it should be. So moving on to the next, moving on to the next. Here we go. Uh, we got ooh, see, this one to me is a no-brainer, but this could be could this be the upset special? I'm looking at the rest of the so Philly against Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers at home to Philadelphia. Philadelphia, everyone knows they're six and oh, three and oh at home. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are two and five and one and three on the road. <laughs> so it's not good. It is not good. Um, so here's the deal, folks. The Philadelphia Eagles are at 84% chance, 85% chance to win this game. The spread is minus 11. And it's, uh, it's the money line for the Philly is minus 550. And it's plus 400 money line for... That's a good odd. Hey, listen, this could be the upset. I'm putting a little star here. I'm putting a little. I'm putting a little uh, star on this game. I'm not sure this could be my upset special, but we're gonna see. We're gonna see because the Philadelphia Eagles are coming off of a bye as well. Could this be an upset or is this a Philly game? Yo, nobody's saying no. Everybody's like, no, this is Philly, man. Philly all day. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll bite. I'll bite. Philly over Pittsburgh. I'll take it. Philly over Pittsburgh. Here we go. Game number. You know what? Maybe I was. Maybe I'm. I'm tripping. <laughs> maybe I'm tripping because I feel good because I was. I was actually. I called the upset special last week, so I'm trying to. I'm trying to maintain a good upset this week. So, um, Philly. I think Philly's gonna take it. I think Jalen Hurts is playing a freaking incredible. They're they're trying to get Alvin Kamara. So if Alvin Alvin Kamara gets on that squad, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna be problems, right? So next on the list. Another divisional game. Houston Texans, one and four. 
and against the Tennessee Titans. And uh, Ryan Tannehill is leading the way, but it's not as it's not as cut and dry as most may think. Most may think because this is a divisional game. It's number one, and right now Vegas has this as two and a half spread. This is a two and a half spread, and Damian Pierce is running the hell out of this football, but they're going up against Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry's got 536 yards rushing this year. And Damian Pierce has 504 rushing yards with three touchdowns. Folks, what are we doing here? Do we like this? Are we going for it? Who do we like? I'm trying to see what the chat is saying, man. Because this, this one could be an upset special. But Tennessee's just, they're getting on a roll. And I think they're way better coached. I think I'm going to go Tennessee with this one. I think it's about coaching at this point. Um, oh, Martin Hernandez says 27-24 Houston. Bill's game was their wake-up game. I think so, too. I think Titans win. I think Titans are on, on something right now. Um, we, we, we absolutely embarrassed them on national TV, and they're not having it. So I say Titans over the Houston Texans. Houston is, is a good story, but it's just not, not good enough for me. All right, and uh, we're going... Oh God! This, somebody said that there was an ugly game, ugly game earlier. This is the ugliest game of the week: Washington versus the Colts. You got Sam Eglinder. I think I'm saying his name right. Sam, what's his name? Eglinger. Ellinger. Who cares? Sam Ellinger is running the show for the Colts. They pretty much said. Frank Wright was like, yo, it's my job or I'm benching you. So it's, I'm going to choose me over you. You're benched. This is a hideous game. They got really nice weapons on this, this, this commander's team. And they got commanders with a 51.8% chance to win this game. And right now, they got the upset. Well, see, Colts are at home. So <clears throat> they got Washington commanders plus three. So it's minus three for the Colts to win this game. I don't know, man. This one's a toss-up. How do how you guys feel about this one? You like the you like the uh you like the you like the commanders over this or do you like the Colts? Jeff B says yo the Colts are done. They're done. Well listen man they got a new quarterback and the quarterback that they have is Sam Ellinger because you guys don't know about him but Sam Ellinger A is very mobile. He's a very mobile quarterback and uh, I wouldn't say he's mobile. He's not very mobile, but he's mo more mobile than freaking Matt Ryan. And Jonathan Taylor is healthy. They might try to establish themselves in the run and then show a dominant effort. And right now the Colts need this win. They absolutely need this win if they want to stay in contention in the AFC South. So I'm going to give for the, I hate even to do this, but the Colts will win this game over, over the, um, I think I say the Colts win it over Tyler Henneke and the Commanders. And I'll hear I'll tell you why. The Colts defense is still damn good and they got a really good pass rush. And they got Stefan Gilmore that's over there still. And uh Stefan Gilmore can play. So I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it to the Colts over Tyler Henneke and them boys. So give me the Colts over the Commanders. All right. We're near the end, folks. We're near the end. You're rocking with me. Thank you very much for rocking with me. Here we go. Um here we go. What do we got? What do we got? Here's we here we go. So, oh, this is a tough one. San Francisco at LA Rams. The Los Angeles Rams. So you got San Fran. This one is, is a toss-up. 
They got Phil, they got San Francisco with a 53.2 per chance to win this game. Debo Samuels is not playing. He's out. So Debo is out and not playing. Um, they finally got, you know, Brandon, Brandon Ayuk is playing extremely well right now. Cooper Cup is that dude, obviously. Daryl Henderson has taken over as the lead back. Jeff Wilson is going to be playing, but you're going to see Christian McCaffrey part of this part of this mix. So that might be the, what gives them the edge. Um, but the Rams still got Jalen Ramsey. They still got some good players on the squad. Um, they still got, you know what I'm saying, number 99. So they got some ballers. Van Jefferson is still on injury reserve, so he's not going to be there. So, folks, I mean, right now you got San Francisco scoring 19 points a game, and you got L.A. scoring 21 points a game. So both teams are not playing well this year. So, and this is probably for what? Actually, this is not the lead. Seattle's leading the freaking division. So, folks, who do we got? You taking the Rams? Jimmy G versus Stafford? What a terrible game. Ugh. I'm not a fan of Stafford's game right now. Niners run defense. Listen, Niners defense and Niners running. I'm going to take the Niners, if, if anything. I'll say Niners. Niners over the Rams. I'm taking that. I know AD is nice, but they, they got Jimmy G is going to control this game. He's going to manage this game. I say 49ers win this game. And here's, here's the deal. They have, <laughs> look at the spread. The spread is even. The spread is even. That's how, that's how much they don't know. The spread is even. And the money line is 110 on both sides. And they're saying 42 points. So, and the Rams are home. So the away team is the one that's taking it. I'm taking 49ers, man. Give me 49ers in the run game and a good defense. Give me that. And listen, and at the end of the day, here's, here's what the, the, the big X factor is. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, stole, he, throws, he takes too many sacks and he throws way too many interceptions. And you're only scoring 21 points a game. Sean McVay, fix it. Because you ain't doing shit over there. You ain't doing shit. So give me the Niners. Niners over the Rams. All right. And um, we got a couple more. And that's it, folks. And uh, last game of the week. This is, uh, no, this is not last game of the week. Hold on a sec. We got Giants and Seattle. Seattle's at home. They're four and three. They lead the division in the AFC, in the NFC West. You got the Giants that are six and one. And they're second place in their division behind the Philadelphia Eagles. So what do we got? Excuse me. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we got the Seattle Seahawks have a 56.8% chance to win this game. Geno Smith is not going to be thrown to DK Metcalf. He's hurt. He's out of there. Marquise Goodwin is, is, is what's leading the way right now. So he's their guy. And then obviously you got Tyler Lockett. And uh, Kenneth Walker is running the ball out there. That boy is, and I have him on my special team, on my team. I got Kenneth Walker and I have Josh Jacobs on my fantasy team. Let's go. So, and then Geno Smith is going up against Daniel Jones. So who do you trust? Saquon Barkley. Oh, this is going to be a good game, man. Saquon Barkley versus Kenneth Walker. You got uh, Geno Smith and, and Daniel Jones. What? I prefer watching this game than freaking watching the Colts and Commanders for crying out loud. Um, so here's what they got the money line. The money line, they got it at minus three for Seattle. Minus 165 money line and 44.5 over under. What do you guys think? You guys like Seattle? You like the Hawks in this one? Is this the time that the Giants suffer their, their, their first loss in a long time? Is Dable's, you know what I mean, his glass slipper going to fall off or what? What's going on, fellas? Talk to me now. This one, this one, I don't know, man. I don't know about this one. I like Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's running like a monster, but I like Kenneth Walker. 
Kenneth Walker is running great, and Geno Smith is playing very well, but they don't have DK Metcalf. Uh, that's a tough one, man. How do you uh, listen? I'm gonna let the crowd pick this one. I'm letting the crowd pick this one. So I'm looking at it. Let me look at the. I'm scrolling through the chat. Is it Seattle or is it the Giants? My man Ravi says, yo, these two, these two are good teams, man. Someone has to lose. Give it to the home team. That's what Vegas is saying. Minus three. Yo, you know what? Because, because I was going to make this my upset of the week, but it's not really an upset. This is like, this is like, it's like right on there. It's like a 50, 50 shot. They toss up. So listen, let's go. Let's give it to the home team. I see a lot. I see a lot of people say Seattle, 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 Geno's top five QB in the NFC. Let's go Seattle. Let's go Hawks over the G-Men. So Hawks over the G-Men. And then uh, let me see if there's any other games that we missed. Did I miss any games? Oh, yep. We got one more game. One more game. Well, two more games, really. So Buffalo... Obviously, we're going to take Buffalo over Green Bay. I'll talk about the spread in just a moment. But the last game is Cincinnati-Cleveland. Jamar Chase is out. Burrow is my quarterback for fantasy. And Jamar and him have had a connection. T. Higgins is coming in. so And I need Tyler Boyd to have another big game. But Cleveland Cleveland is 2-5, is and five, man. Cleveland is 2-5 and five and 1-3 and three at home. And uh, we got a couple more weeks until, actually several several more weeks until Deshaun Watson comes back. So it's going to be his team. It's going to be his team. But I, right now, the Cincinnati Bengals are hot right now. So I'm going to go Cincy over the Cleveland Browns. Now, I like the Cleveland Browns because of what they present in the run game. But that's as far as it goes, man. They're, they're known for their run game, and their pass game is just all right. I mean, what are they averaging? These guys are averaging 18 points a game. The Bengals are 18.9 points a game. And the what? Am I reading this right? And 20. Okay, no, excuse me. They're, the Bengals are averaging 24.7 points a game. And the Browns are averaging 24 points a game. 24 points a game, but they're two and five. I'm going Cincy. Cincy over the Cleveland Browns. It's a divisional game. You know, both teams want this. They're trying to stay in contention, but at the end of the day, Ravens right now are taking it, are leading, and they just had a huge win. So I'm going to take Cincy over the Browns and uh, Buffalo, obviously, over Green Bay. And I want to see what the spread is for Buffalo over Green Bay. So I didn't see it. Was it, a, was it a double digit? Are we minus 11? I wanted to see what they, what they had in store for us. So the Bills, we got an 83% chance. Yes, it was minus 11, 550. All right, we got that. So that's it, folks. There's our there's our pickums. I didn't want to rush through it, but I kind I tried to have to, I tried to kind of rush through it. But there it is, folks. So we're gonna see how we do Tuesday uh, on the Tuesday show and see how well we do. Fifteen game slate, bills included, and uh, we'll see. So if I'm gonna pick my upset special, the upset special, uh, you guys pick Detroit over Miami. I gotta I gotta circle that one because that was you guys. I let you guys pick that game. Uh, if I'm gonna pick an upset somewhere, I'm gonna say um, do do do. I, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go for it, man. Pittsburgh over Pittsburgh over Philly. Uh, I don't want to do, but I like. I feel like 
That would be the biggest upset. Mike Tomlin going over there. It's, you know what I mean? Pittsburgh. I don't know, man. I think I might take that as my upset special. I'm going to just do it. F it. Upset special. Pittsburgh takes it to the Philadelphia Eagles. And then we're like, what? Philly was just a whole bunch of, it was a bunch of smoke. George Pickens goes off and we're, we're doing it. Make it Fitzpatrick gives his problems. You know what? I'm bullshitting myself. <laughs> I can't see Pittsburgh beating Philly. I can't do it, man. I tried to talk myself into it. Can't do it. I can't. Can't do it. Won't do it. So uh, I think I'm going to go Giants over Hawks. Because the Hawks are at home. I'm going to say Giants. I think uh, Brian Dable continues to, you know what I mean, to be that, be that team. Upset special. And it's really not really an upset, but it is what it is. So Giants over the, the Seahawks. And that's that. Upset. Oh, Chicago Bears over. The Chicago Bears over. No, no. Chicago, who's Chicago playing? Chicago's playing Dallas Cowboys. And that would be a good upset special, too. You know what? Let me change that, man. You just got me thinking. I don't think Dak is that nice. Dak is playing like garbage. He played like garbage the first week. He played garbage against Detroit, which was a terrible defense. Um, I think I'm gonna take, I think I'm gonna take the Bears over Dallas. That's my that's my upset special. I'm gonna put a square over that. Upset special. Bears over Dallas Cowboys, only because I feel that. They're just not going to have a good one. It's not going to be a good game by Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott, and who's home? The Bears are home. And it's outdoors. Give me, give me the Bears. Give me the Bears. I'm taking the Bears on this one. The Bears are going to take this one. So that's it, folks. Folks, thank you so much. You guys are always great. You guys rock with me. We had like, we had like almost 300, 350 people watching today. So um, this will be cool, man. I, I, like, I like that you guys rock with your boy. It's uh, much appreciated, and uh, we obviously are going to be having a pregame on uh, Sunday night. We're going to watch some games, and then uh, then the Sunday night game, and then join me afterwards for the post-game Sunday night game, and um, and then we'll go from there, man. So Pierre's going to be doing a live reaction, so join Pierre, my guy, on the live reaction. We'll have a pregame show before. Uh, I'll try to join um, and uh, have myself, Bot, Yemi Rev, and, and the crew. We'll chat it up about this game coming up. And then, uh, and then we'll go from there, man, and watch some football and then, and then enjoy the rest of the evening. So, folks, you guys are always great. You guys are fantastic. I appreciate y'all. And uh, you guys make the show rock. So much love goes to you guys. So that's it for me, folks. So enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we'll catch you guys this game on Sunday. So until next time, it's your boy. And then one more message, man. Be kind, people. All it takes is just compliment. go and compliment someone random. Random. One random compliment to somebody. You'd be surprised how great that would make their day. I'm telling you. Go do that. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's a nice haircut, bro. Oh, shit, I got that haircut two days ago. Appreciate that. That will go the rest of the way with that person. Compliments, man. Do that for me. And that's me. That's that's all, That's my message for you guys for me. And for the uh, for the weekend, so enjoy yourselves, and uh, folks, you guys know what it is, man. Until next time, and I'm gone. Enjoy the weekend. We'll catch you guys on Sunday. Let's go.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.